Welcome. We're coming into this, yeah, we're coming into this episode salty, or at least one of us. No. Sam's a little high sodium no, today. No, not salty. So. Not salty at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, before, so this is Sam, Maggie, Hate Glee. You know the drill. I'm Sam. That's Maggie. We Hate Glee. We that's started right. watching it. was on TV. Now we are watching it again because we never finished it, and we want to just go through and, I mean, you know... We we try it's to get our culture. We, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. you you don't you don't finish a show while it's on TV because you come dis, you become disinterested. Yeah, or you or the show is really lose, bad and you decide to stop the watching. Is, the yeah. show is terrible and you just can't stand watching commercials that are on actual television because yeah, god damn it, they're horrible. Yeah. and um, it's a, so when it comes on Netflix or Amazon Prime, you're like, yeah, I'll watch all six seasons of Teen Wolf. When you wouldn't, I mean, you would never do that no. if it was no, you, on for real TV. No way. Yeah, of course. Um, I just want to make a quick note before we get started here. Um, uh, we don't watch Teen Wolf. We watch Glee. Well, that yeah. also, but uh, apologies about last week's episode sound quality. Um, we recorded it in our parents' kitchen. Probably not the most like sonically pleasant experience, but you know. I think it was, I think it was fine, ha- you, probably. <laughs> I mean, you haven't heard it, so. I haven't listened to it, yeah. but I mean, we recorded in there before and it worked out. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's fine. It's not unlistenable. It's just, it's a little more echoey than usual. But anyway. Whatever. It, I digress. It makes it seem like we're, we're performing at some beautiful concert hall. Right. Um, yes. To a, to a loving audience who is listening to us discuss the religion episode of Glee. Um, can't you hear them cheer now? No. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, Mo was just knocking stuff down, right? That's what that noise was? That's um, that's right. Anyway, let's talk about this week's episode, which is not the religion yes, episode. Let's. It is season two, episode four, duets. That's right. Yeah. Um, so this originally aired on October 12th, 2010. With 11.36 million viewers, which is up from last week when we had 11.2 million viewers. So, um, you know. It was uh, written by Ian Brennan, one of the shithead three. Mm -hmm. And um, it was directed by Eric Stoltz, who is a man. Yeah, that's true. Um, It's interesting. I don't know. It's interesting that you say that because I I was reading some of the... So... um, you know, I got curious while I was watching the episode. I read some of the Wikipedia article on it. Um, sure. It sounds like Ryan Murphy had a very, like, definite hand in this episode, though. Like, he was... Oh, no. He always does, though. Yeah. That's his thing. He is right? the showrunner, I guess. Yeah. He's the showrunner. He's the man. But, like, a lot the of... man with yeah. a plan anyway, and a shitty hat. Do you want to give us a general overview of a... Uh, reception. Sure, there were generally there were generally positive uh, reviews from critics. I I suppose because it was um, you know, um, pretty uh, pretty straight. Yeah, most well, of the time. <laughs> yeah, from from what I could tell, I, I took a quick glance at that too. It sounded like a lot of people were like, "Oh, we're back to you know regular Glee after yeah. after this season opener of trash that we've been yes. slogging through." 
Um, That's right. Uh, and yeah. here's here's a very interesting quote from. Okay. Um, uh, okay, so Christine Christy Keith uh, of AfterEllen.com uh, cited this episode as the queerest episode of any series that's ever been on television. Was this um, like right when it happened? <laughs> it must have been. Yeah, because uh, yeah, maybe it's because I guess there are two girls. Mackin. Lying on top of each other, yeah. they don't kiss. Well, um, Santana kisses her. They don't neck. Neck. Um, she also they references don't, don't scissoring, kiss. so you know. Um, I don't know. Yeah. So it it we well well and I guess we we shouldn't be we shouldn't be you know frothing at the mouth to watch teens bone, but no. you know well um, but yeah they definitely don't kiss um, and. Also, I, I mean, I just, the queerest episode of any series that's ever been on television, like, I don't like know Ellen, about- Like, Ellen came out on her soap, or like yes, her soap opera, right? On on her show. And <laughs> Will and Grace aired before this. Like- Yes. There was queer, th- there was very queer TV before this moment. Yes. I don't know. Also, like, like being queer is not just having, like, overt representations of sex- and sexuality well, I, like I, I would argue i would argue that there's some validation to that um that kurt has to go like they have the whole thing with yes. kurt yeah like, coming to terms with kurt has to deal with that yeah. with the bullshit that people tell him in this right episode. exactly can you tell can you tell how i feel about this episode already <laughs> yes let's get into let's it. do it let's do let's do it <laughs> <laughs> let's let's do it before we do it get it that's right because it's well, the same no. um anyway so okay. recap R- recap yeah um i my recap coverage I, i've been I, slimming it down i have no notes yeah i've been i have no notes for the recap <laughs> i've been slimming down my recap coverage recently um because because it's boring yeah um and also a lot of the time it feels like it's really not too relevant to the no actual plot it's never it's never stuff that's going to be relevant to the episode like i don't yeah. know why why are they doing this? Um, it's, I don't know. It's their only chance to make it, uh, you know, relatable. Anyway, um, I had <laughs> couples. So I guess they talked about Glee couples somewhat. Oh, Tina and Mike and Artie, I think. And then uh, yes, um, Sam the, the, Evans. The tardy oh, type. Yeah, the, fi- the weird tardy triangle. Um, and then Sam, the football player who didn't join Glee Club. And then That's right. also homophobia because it covers when Finn yes. called Kurt a bad name. a bad a bad word yeah a bad name um uh yeah. and anyway let's get into yes. the episode the new directions are in the choir room and will has broken has broken some uh, tough news for them puck has been incarcerated he's in juvie he ran uh his mother's volvo into a convenience store well, uh finn's first reaction to this is wow how selfish well yeah so uh the the main thing he also stole an atm by the way, like he did. So a lot. Well, of- he drove. He drove off with the ATM. Right. I feel like it's unclear if he meant to steal the entire ATM or if he panicked and reversed and drove away. Yeah. Um. So a lot of the Glee Club finds this really funny. Um. They're like, "Oh, this yes. makes sense." This. Which you know. Yeah. Everyone just seems to be like, "Ah, this is just a matter of time." And Finn is pretty upset. Yeah. He's like, "Wow, how selfish of Puck. We need his." voice and his bad boy stage presence yeah um Um, shu is like guys we need to show some sympathy and my question is for the guy who committed a crime 
Like whatever. No. What? Okay. Like oh yeah. One, I'm sorry it's... you're in juvie, except you did a crime. Like you go to juvie Sam, when you do crimes. Well, let me let me explain this to you. Okay. Okay. So it's a victimless crime, and here's why. <laughs> Capitalism. <laughs> Capitalism. Convenience stores are owned by corporate chains, so whatever. That's bullshit. You don't know if that. He, if he had, if he had killed the convenience store attendant, that's fucked up. Um, and ATMs are owned by banks, and fuck banks. Okay, uh, sure. So we've we've taken a couple leaps here, um, to associate yep. all of the aspects with the evil aspects of capitalism. But, um, That's right. Well, no, I mean all crime is because of capitalism. Right, all crime. Um, anyway, That's so right. then Sam Evans joins Glee Club for no yeah, reason. Then, yeah, Sam suddenly appears, even though in the last episode he was vehemently opposed to joining Glee Club. Exactly. Wait, no, not even the last episode. No, uh, like a couple episodes ago. Yeah. When he was like, I can't be three touchdowns behind. Right. I gotta be QB1. Exactly. You know, whatever. Well, and, and yeah. What? Well, I was going to say, that's the other fun part, is um, he's also not, like, he doesn't come off as super athlete in this episode, because he immediately makes a joke about how his name is Sam, and he doesn't like green eggs and ham, which... Are you puts are a... you saying that, like, jocks can't be silly? No, no, I'm saying that, like, he and starts nerdy? moving towards, like, a big nerd, like, real quick in this episode, Um like i well i mean there's like, no consistency it's not like he doesn't make any like football references he well he didn't really talk in that other episode that i guess that's in. true yeah like, but he, anyway he shared like two conversations with finn maybe all all about football specifically yeah so like anyway let, let's let's move on let's talk about what actually happened in this it's episode. not like you're gonna it's not like you're gonna fucking bring up the navi when you're talking about football i it guess doesn't, like i feel like this makes sense okay we're good. We're just getting to know Sam. Anyway, yeah. Kurt makes a fun Linda Evangelista comment. Yes, which um, fan- with Sam when Sam. I mean, Sam does come in with a very big smile on his face. Yes, uh, <laughs> look at that smile. What an angel! You look like a Van- Linda Evangelista. Linda Evangelista, did you stone those tights? Oh my god! You look beautiful. True fans of the show know that we are insufferable drag about race. how much we love RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, drag Race is the best. But yeah, so uh, we, we get into Shu's lesson for the week. Um, He's written duet on the board yes. um, for some reason. I'm not really sure why. Because, uh, well, here's the thing. The, he, he asks, what? what's a duvet or what's a, what's a duet? And Brittany says, yeah. that's a type of blanket, which... That's, That's the thing. Right. Is for me, like, I would assume they all know what a duet is already. They've all been in Glee Club yes. for a year. Um, but I it mean, turns out Brittany like, doesn't. They're also nearly adults. Exactly. Like people in high school. Yeah. People in high school know the fucking language. vocab English for language. duets. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the best part is, so Will Will does this typical thing. Like you said, he writes it on the board for some reason. And then he talks about yep. it. And he says, this is a fun part. He says, a good a great duet is like a great marriage to which I said, you would know all about that. Well, wouldn't you like, what are you Ooh. talking about? <laughs> I mean, this is like a, this is sort of a fun, um, you know, like Shakespearean take on comedy where it's like, Oh, everyone's getting married. You know, right. we're, just cu- we're just coupling up everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a happy episode. So let's just put people in couples. Um, yeah. They, they're going to sing a, 
in this uh, duet competition, uh, Will has noticed that they are highly motivated by rewards. Yes. Or by even just the sense of competition. Yes. He, like, references back to, like, the diva off or whatever. Yeah, the Which defying... was, like, a year ago yeah. at this point. Yep, defying gravity. And, um... And uh, it's like, hey, I'm going to offer a free dinner at Breadsticks to whoever wins the duet competition. Everyone is fucking pumped yeah. about this Breadsticks dinner. Yes, everyone gets psyched. Um, the the only other thing, so Kurt, when he's talking about um, Sam's hair looking like Linda Evangelista yeah, circa 1993. Yeah, Mer- Mercedes and Kurt, yeah, Mercedes and Kurt are um, gossiping about Sam in the back of the room. Yeah. Uh, Sam is... Uh, Kurt is like, well, Sam has to be, you know, I mean, he's not straight. And it's like, yeah, I sort of agree. Well, uh, so that's one of the interesting things. Is it from some of the stuff I was reading, it sounds like Sam was actually supposed to be a, an, a romantic interest for Kurt originally. But hmm. when when they were like filming stuff, I guess, um, there was like an obvious chemistry between Court Overstreet and Diana Agron. So... What? So is they it were just like, because they're both blonde. Yeah, that was like, my question. What? Is it just that they're both blonde? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, Kurt thinks that he he's gay, and he also is like, no, no, no hair is that color naturally. He has to dye his hair. Yes. Um, Which I feel like is a pretty good like like props to your gaydar, man. Yeah. I feel like uh, like spot and dyed hair on. Um, on a dude is usually like yeah they're probably not like extremely straight right so yeah Yeah. let's go on to the next scene it's kurt um propositioning sam not about you know sexy stuff about singing a duet he he begins this interaction by accusing sam of of dyeing his hair yeah which is not a great foot to start out on i think no um well it's played off i think it's supposed to come off as kind of like a Kurt is cute, flirty, right? But also that like Kurt is like, oh, I know your secret that you're actually gay. But he's like, I know your secret. You dye your hair, um, yeah. Which Sam denies and says you're being yep. weird. Um, but uh, he agrees to do a duet with Kurt, um, which like because Kurt is he he Sam init- like expressed some reservations. He's like, what I thought duets were between guys and girls because I live in a heteronormative society that only expects men and women to interact in a romantic way. Um, sure. And then uh, Kurt, and Kurt is was like, like, no yeah. l- references, and he references some um, singing like, in the rain, dude. Yeah, dude, dude duets. Um, and uh, he tries to smooth it. O- he smooths over the beginning of their rocky interaction by just being like, "Sing with me. We'll have a great time. I think we'll sound good together." And Sam was like, "Cool." Yeah. Um. Yeah, which is like, why would he say no? There's no reason to say no when it's like you just joined this club. And exactly. This, yeah. And what? Whatever. Yeah. Well, that's and, anywho. Yeah. Let's let's move on. Let's go to the next scene. The um, titular titular scene. Are you ready? Are you ready? This is the queerest moment of the queerest episode of any series that's ever been on television. Sweet that's lady a joke, kisses. Because it's not. Sweet, it's sweet just, lady um, kisses. Yeah. Um, it, so, Britanna are in Britney's room. We get a flash of a bunch of like pictures of Britney. Pictures yeah. of Britney. Uh, to, to, and, to tell um, us that this is her room. Yes. And the camera pans towards the bed, and then we see. Uh, Brittany lying underneath Santana as Santana nuzzles and kisses her neck. And, um, 
Yeah, I mean, this we all knew this was going to happen. Britannia is inevitable and endgame. Well, uh, they're sharing those sweet lady kisses. Yeah. So, um, in in the Wikipedia, so you know, take this with a grain of yes, salt. Yes. Yes. But apparently, Ryan Murphy was very adamant during the first season that Brittany and Santana were just friends and were not like uh. going to end up as romantic partners. Um, but that, uh, like, as they got into season two. They like he and the other showrunners were like, oh, we're supposed to be super inclusive and like we're not including anyone from the and, and like this was on Wikipedia. So, like the lesbian bisexual oh scene. And I was like, Yikes. well, <laughs> not not the best Yikes. way of putting that. Um, but so, also, yeah, like Ryan Murphy has his head up his own ass. So <laughs> it's true. Much. Like it's like, oh, I'm a gay icon. Like I've got one gay kid who's really sad all the time and that's it. Yeah, Woo, well, let's watch the straights make out for episodes <laughs> and episodes. It'll be great. Um, yeah, the, the the so Santana makes it sound like she and Brittany have been having um a they've been having consistent makeout sessions. Well, um, and maybe more than that. It seems that way. But yeah, anyway, um Oh yeah, I mean they're they're They've definitely been scissoring. There's yeah. a comment about scissoring. Yes. And uh, Brittany is like, oh, we should sing together. I want to sing Melitha Etheridge with you. Yes. And um, which is one of the gayest things you can probably say to someone. <laughs> and well, uh, yeah. Santana is like, Santana's like, well, no, Puck's been in juvie for 12 hours and I need something warm underneath me to, di- to digest my food yes. like a lizard. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> And as she's putting her hair up, she's like, I don't want to sing about making gay lady babies with you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it's um, that that was also um, in there, too, is apparently like a couple months before this episode, Melissa Etheridge had actually like yep. tweeted and was like, I guess my songs are too gay for Glee. Um, Love it. <laughs> yes. But anyway, um, yeah, so uh santana essentially tells Brittany, just because we're making out doesn't mean i love you doesn't mean i have any feelings for you um and then it kind of so so that duet kind of gets stomped on for this time um yeah uh britney does seem sort of put out yes next is uh we see well Brittany is like so who are you gonna sing with and then we transition into the next scene where santana is talking to mercedes at her locker yes um and they're discussing how they should duet or rather uh santana is proposing to mercedes here right uh well yeah that is kind of the kind of mo of this episode yeah santana's argument is i think sound in some parts where she's like we we are the best singers and we do sound very good together a solid parts of the argument it sort of falls apart when she's like if we sing together we will be the undisputed top bitches at this school and it's like (laughs) why yeah that that comes up a couple times this episode where people are like if we sing really good we're gonna be super popular and i'm like why i don't think that's true like that's been like like no one no one else is gonna see you perform except the glee club members and they already like you yeah what well yeah so um Uh, i don't know it's whatever um this is i think this is motivated because for two reasons one santana doesn't want to out herself to the glee club yet right. by singing to britney yep and secondly she um really wants that dinner at breadsticks yeah so let's talk about that um because <laughs> this episode is full of so much information about 
breadsticks. Um, Santana yes. tells us in this scene that breadsticks is legally obligated to bring you breadsticks. Um, and so one time she brought in a wheelbarrow uh, and <laughs> demanded that they fill it with breadsticks. And the manager refused. And then she called Santana, called the corporate office, and got that lady fired because she didn't do what they were supposed to. Um, which is great. I love breadsticks. This episode made me really, yeah. really horny for breadsticks. Not going to lie. Um, yeah, it's it's some real world building here. We've learned a lot about breadsticks. Um, it also it also explains really... why everyone was so jazzed about this competition. No, they all fucking love breadsticks. It's a thing. Um, anyway. Yeah. So Mercedes agrees let's... to do the duet um, because she wants oh, to get fuck. breadsticks. Sam, what? Sam, you want to know what I just found? What? I just I I was googling something. Okay. Um. So I just found multiple. Let me repeat. Multiple, uh, gre- uh Glee crack fan fictions that are Santana breadsticks. Wait, wait. Santana breadsticks <laughs> is in like slash. Is in like yeah. Santana Santana, Santana slash breadsticks. Santana in a relationship <laughs> with the restaurant with bre- breadsticks with the restaurant breadsticks. <laughs> Like a specific location or like the general idea? Like I hmm, I guess we're gonna have to read some yeah. of that probably. Um anyway. I mean maybe not. <laughs> but it is but it is nice to see that, that was um that was a thing that somebody made. It is extant. So that's nice. Um Yes. So let's move to the next scene. Finn gets all homophobic. Um he confronts Kurt Woo! about how he's fawning over Sam. No, hey Oh yeah. Hey Sam. Uh, it's not homophobia. Um, it's except not. it is. Except sh- it totally show, fucking the sh- is. The show tells us plenty of times that it's not. So we yeah. should believe Glee. It's it's never told a lie, Sam. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. Um, so that's like let's talk about this because Finn confronts Kurt about this whole like he's he's gonna sing a duet with Sam. Um, and he yep. he accuses Kurt of wrongdoing in the previous arc that we had between the two of them. Oh yeah. Okay. Let's talk about this for a second like okay <laughs> so here are some quotes from finn in this conversation all over you were all over me last year how that's no, my never that's my even, question response never to even touched him never touched him he offered a moist towelette at one point yes i mean um, i guess so that's it's just a moist yeah it's just a moist towelette finn just a moist towel. <laughs> well, and, and then there's another. Here's another quote from Finn in this conversation: "You don't understand when no means no." What? Okay. Well, what are you talking about? The, what is he talking about? Did you also get the quote where it's like, "If I did the things that you did to me to a girl, she would have taken out a restraining order"? Because a what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kurt literally didn't do anything. <laughs> he didn't do anything. He, he creepily. All, all he did was like. Like, looked at him exactly he stared at him once in a while which like that's what everyone does to everyone in high school right like <laughs> for fuck's sake like what so okay what is ha- it's like what yeah. so here's the thing finn's quote not homophobic but like totally is because he's he thinks that any advance from a man towards him is overly aggressive and overly I feel like Kurt I feel like Kurt made a specific point to not make his advances like overtly 
flirtatious. Exactly. Yeah. In some ways, you know, like he was he was very cautious in the way well, that he talked to Finn most of the time. And and or even at least then, it seemed like he was he, he was trying to like butch up for Finn. Yeah. Well, and even then we. Like when it was happening, we were we were upset about the fact that it was just not consistent with Kurt's character. Um, yes, but like even so, like it doesn't. He never does anything that is. Yeah. Oh God! It was just I was so angry about that on this watch because it's, it's like such bullshit. Well, like Kurt doesn't even he doesn't seem like upset. He just seems confused. Yeah. Like well, and so like he's just kind of like vacantly looking at Finn. Like what? Like why can't I sing with Sam? Yeah. So like spoiler alert. Later in this episode, Bert accuses Kurt of wrongdoing because yeah. Carol told him fuck that noise. Fuck that to hell. Fuck that. Like, what What did Carol tell him? Yeah, Finn felt uncomfortable because he's homophobic and he thinks that any time a person looks at him, that person wants to have sex with him and touch his wiener. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Finn felt, uncomfor- Finn felt uncomfortable because he can't deal with male affection. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Well, and that's... Here, that's it. Here's the thing. I, I've, been, I've been digging real deep and delving real hard into yes. my... And you know what? This is one of the main reasons I hate Finn. Because... He acts, yeah. and that's the thing. They're talking, like you said in this episode, they keep saying, oh, he's not homophobic. He is. And he's he is. championed as the main character of this show because of... Yeah. So, for, like, being, for being a homophobic yeah. piece of shit. And, like, he acts... Yeah, like, they act like he's not sucks. because people praise him for being so open and kind or whatever, but he's not. He's a piece of garbage, it's, and I hate and it. And it's so weird. It's so weird because the show seems self-aware to a certain extent because people do, like, respond to Finn's, like, what Finn says in this episode by being like, oh, isn't that a little homophobic? Yeah, At exactly. first, like, people say that. Yeah. And then Finn's like, oh, no, it isn't. And then the people are like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what? <sighs> yeah. Anyway, so we're going to have to come Ugh. back to this because, like I said, it comes up again. But essentially, Ugh, Finn... I, just, I, I need to, like, clean my palate. I need to barf. Well, first, Finn tells Kurt that if he sings with Sam, it's selfish. He's putting his own desires what? before the group's because Sam will get bullied to death, I guess. Um, well, isn't isn't it selfish for him to sing with Rachel? Like, Yeah, exactly. If... What? Yeah, anyway... Anyway, let's move also, to... Also, like, oh. he's, it's like he's treating, like, what if Sam was gay? Like, it's not... Yeah, exactly. That's true, too. We don't... Because somebody else later in this episode know. is surprised when Sam is like... that. They're like, oh, you are gay. And Sam's like, no. But that's the thing. Nobody knows. Ugh, God. Yeah. They just all and assume like, that he's Sam doesn't, straight. Sam cause... doesn't seem upset to do this. Exactly. So, like, fucking butt out, Finn. Yeah. Um, let's move to the next scene, which unfortunately still has Finn in it, but, um... <laughs> it's Finchel. Yes. They're practicing their duet. Yes. Uh, what song is it, Sam? Don't Go Breaking My Heart by Elton That's right. John they're boring. and Kiki something. <laughs> they're boring and disgusting. Uh, they smile a lot at each other, and Rachel looks great, and Finn plays the drums. Yes. There you go. <laughs> so, they d- so, yeah. <laughs> That's all you need to know. That's the thing. I, I have a note here. Rachel is like water. Finn is an overgrown <laughs> ape. Um. <laughs> uh, they so they sing together. They end the song with their hands clasped 
and uh, raising their other arms to the sky yes. as they hold out their long note. It is very like some it's some Glee classic yes. kind of bullshit. And they end, uh, and then they have a conversation after after playing. Yes, um, there the full band is there for this practice. Right? As well. Okay. I, I, I had I, I saw that when I watched it the first time too. I was like, <laughs> you got all of these people here just so you could practice? Like, fuck you. They do seem to be having a good time. The guitar boy is yeah. sort of like you know jamming out or whatever, but. Like, I mean, Rachel, come on. Well, she also she also um, musses up Brad the piano player's hair at one point, which is she does. great. Anyway, um, yeah, they have a talk. In this conversa- oh. Yeah, in this post-practice convo, um, Rachel seems sort of, like, distraught. Finn asks why, um, and Rachel says, quote, I'm not a very nice person. And then she goes on to talk about how she only does things um, with selfish motives. Yes. <laughs> and oh. how sad she is that she does this. And it's like, Rachel, you don't have to. Well, like, no one's that's, making you. That's the best part. Uh, yeah, she has a life-changing <laughs> realization, which it's great because it, like, because, <laughs> y- you know, like last season, I started off not liking Rachel. It took me about halfway yes. through the season to be like, I guess I do like Rachel. This season, <laughs> we started with a clean slate. I hated Rachel again because she was awful, mm-hmm. and we because it only she took us someone to a crack house. It only took us four episodes. It only took us four episodes to get to a Rachel being like, "Oh wait, I'm a bad person," and I'm like, "I like that. <laughs> I respect uh, that." Um, she, I mean, she's um, she is great, and well, when she starts talking about how she only does things for selfish reasons, which also I should note. She is trying to make Finn feel bad for her. Right. Um, <laughs> like, she's trying to have Finn comfort her for her being selfish. Yes. Uh, well, anyway, yeah. uh, Finn responds with, when she's talking about how selfish she is, Finn's like, yeah, but I still like you. And it's like, oh, that that is cute. Yes. Um, well, yeah, so Rachel tells us the reason, like, maybe the reason she's telling Finn this is because she tells Finn, you're, I want to, like, you're, you're inspiring me to be a better person because you're so kind yes. and open. And I, when I was watching Ugh, it the whatever. first time, I was like, and, man- <laughs> and gullible and easy to manipulate. Um, <laughs> <but> like, <laughs> yeah. So uh, they decide, Rachel kind of decides and tells Ray- or Finn, he has also decided this, that they're going to throw the competition to, for the benefit of Sam. Um, they're going to have Sam yes, win. Yes, because if they... If they want to go to nationals, Sam has to stay in the club, and he needs a a good boost, right. a, a first win to want to stay. And Finn does figure out this logic and like throws it back at her, being like, "Well, isn't this sort of selfish anyway? Because you want to go to nationals, and we need Sam for nationals." And Rachel's like, "So I'm going to ignore what you just said." <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> he's a real Aristotle. Anyway, um. They they come to the conclusion that they're going to have to not do the performance they just practiced. Yes. They're going to have to do something well, else, and it's going to need to be well, offensive. They, they haven't gotten to that yet. <laughs> they, they, the only thing they come to at this moment is that they oh, need yes. to throw the competition. Um, there is, they need to throw the comp- competition. There is one note from the scene. Um, apparently, Breadsticks' vegan meatballs are, quote, okay. So... Okay. Good to know. Well, it's because Finn, star- Finn starts out that line with like being really enthusiastic. Like breadsticks, meatballs. They uh, breadsticks, breadsticks is great. They have vegan meatballs that are okay. Yeah. <laughs> like like yes. it's like no, that's how all that's how all vegan foods at non-vegan places are. Yeah. Are uh, okay. So the next uh, sequence, it's a Tyke and Barty 
um, oh, like that, back and forth. I want to vomit now. Why? <laughs> so <laughs> those words uh, are awful. We, we first see Tina and Mike in the library discussing how they only go to dim sum with Mike's mom. Uh, yes. And and Tina's like, you're you're gonna have to sing for our duet because I want to win so that we can go to breadsticks on a normal date. Yes. They're, yeah. So they're they're so they're having this fight in the library. Then we flash to uh, Brittany seducing Artie yes. and uh, saying that they should sing uh, a duet together. Well, and yeah, that so not only not only that they should sing a duet together, but also that they should become romantically involved. Yes. In general. Uh, and. Artie, we we don't see the entire conversation between Brittany and Artie. We just see Artie being like, so what I'm understanding here is you want to date me because you like the idea of wheeling me around? And Brittany responds with, I just want to get you in a stroller. Yeah, okay, here's the thing. <laughs> um, Glee intentionally avoided all of the hard work in this episode by cutting the yeah. scenes, especially especially with Brittany and Artie. To be like, yes. we have like in media res scenes with them where it like is like, oh, yeah. we just had a conversation that was important about setting up the fact that we're going to be <laughs> dating now. Here's the result of that conversation. Well, I think it's because, um, well, for two reasons, right? One, uh, Glee is not adept enough to show a differently abled person um, interacting romantically. Yeah. They weren't able to do it last season because they just had Artie be shitty to Tina. Well, Artie um, is still instead. shitty. I just want to say, <laughs> like for the record, and, Artie is um, shitty and I hate him. And it's not all that important. Like Brittany and Artie's relationship is clearly written to be like a side thing and as like a pawn in Brittany's like somehow b- brilliant plan to make Santana jealous. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's part of this too. Apparently, the, this entire plot. Like, this entire idea came about because Heather Morris told Ryan Murphy, hey, I want to have more, like, we, I, want, I wish there was more screen time where me and Kevin McHale got to interact. Like, hmm. which, okay. explain, that's the best explanation I can come up with as to why Brittany has, this, has the hots for Artie now. Like, it doesn't well, make sense. Here's the, th- here's the thing. Brittany's into everyone. She sure. wanted to touch Coast coach beast boobs that's the other true episode. she's she's into everyone and um she does have a certain amount of cred to yeah. continue she needs to make out with everyone in the school except yeah so i mean i guess that's fair my issue is that she has never before now shown any art interest in Artie whatsoever she she does seem happy when he sings i don't know and like there's there have been cute moments between the two of them during like group numbers and that sort of thing yeah but that's been true about every couple like every two people in the glee club like even the people that don't really get along and interact positively when they're in group numbers it's true anyway uh britney rolls Artie uh like through the hallway in front of santana uh, while they're talking about how they're going to sing together. Yes. And um, Santana looks and she's she's flabbergasted. Yes. Uh, Brittany turns and points to her boobs and makes a no-no finger yes. and then walks away. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's very good. Um, uh, just another breadsticks alert here. Apparently, breadsticks has bottomless salad bowls, um, which you they eat do. until you leave or pass out. So... I mean, like, fuck yeah. I want to go to breadsticks. <laughs> um, yeah, and then um, there is 
a moment with Mike and Tina where uh, Mike is like, we have to go to Asian couples therapy. And then Tina says, well, all of us have been thinking for this entire season, why does the couples therapy have to be Asian? Um. Exactly. Uh, And one more thing about the Mike and Tina fight. Uh, Mike is nervous because he feels like he can't sing. Yeah. So that's why he doesn't want to sing the duet. He's just like, it'll be fine. I'll dance around you and you can sing. It'll work. And Tina's like, no. Yeah. Um, you must sing. Okay, so the next scene is going to make us angry again. Are you ready? <laughs> well, here, do you want to hear the title I have for it? Yes. Sh- Shawl Collared Finn is still homophobic. Because he has Woo! like this like big like like sweater with a huge like shawl collar. And I was like, <laughs> what is happening? Like he's in the Kurt, locker Kurt, room pick that out. with Sam. No, here's, here's, here's my head cannon. Are you ready? Uh, Kurt picked that out for him. And he figured... Hey, to appear as non-homophobic as possible, I should wear a, a shirt from my gay brother. Yes. <laughs> well, they're they're not brothers yet. They're they're. Well, ish. aren't they living in the same house now? Um, I guess they are. It's weird. I think they are because we, we did see we we have a scene coming up that's in the Hummel household. In the Hummel house, but which I guess we would have seen Carol, Carol or Finn. Finn there. Well, and we've seen Finn in his own bedroom his old bedroom before we oh we have you're right so carol and finn are still living in their house yeah i think so i think that i think that broke bad a little bit so um (laughs) anyway uh finn is trying to convince sam not to sing with kurt because but sam wants sam wants to sing with him yeah uh he he responds first off by being like the kid sounds like faith hill yeah send a bunch of mp3s to me he sounds great yeah we're gonna win yes and um uh, Finn is like so. the The gist of Finn Finn's argument seems to be, um, "Don't sing with him. You'll be bullied because we are living in the bullies world." So right, yeah. Which so it's fun because we get a flash. We find out that Sam joined Glee Club because because Finn, Finn told t- him it would be cool. Yeah, Finn told him it would make him cool and popular. Um, so what? So now now Sam is confused because Finn is telling him that by being in Glee Club, he will not be cool and popular. He's actually more likely to get bullied even without singing with Kurt. Um I mean, like, here's here's the bullshit thing here, right? It's like who's going to fucking know if Sam and Kurt sing together? Well, I'm just so confused about how like how the machinations of the inside of this, like, admittedly small-numbered glee club affects these kids' lives yeah. in other ways. I don't understand. Honestly, I would imagine that Santana and Brittany and Quinn just, like, tell everyone what happens. Why would they? I don't know. But, like, I don't know. Um... It doesn't make so, any goddamn sense. Sam Sam reminds us that Finn has a problem with gay dudes. Um, he does. He tells he says, "Hey, it sounds like you have some kind of problem with gay dudes." And Finn goes, "No, no, no, no. I don't have a problem with gay dudes. <laughs> my almost half my like my almost stepbrother is a gay dude." So um, <laughs> So take that. Anyway, look at this sweater I'm wearing. Yeah. Um it's it's I mean it's some it's a bullshit argument. Yeah. For one, right? Yeah. Like being like, "Oh, well, I shouldn't act that way because like because then haters yeah. are gonna haters, hate. Haters are like gonna hate, but you do the so things what, that so haters whatever. hate because, like, in spite of that. That's that's how the world yeah. works. You don't. That's how this show should work too. Yeah. Like, we don't want to see these these characters like being 
pe- uh, like vanilla. Clone. Being being bland yeah. and vanilla because they think that it's what the world wants them to do so that they don't get in it, trouble it or bullied. It fucking sucks. Yeah. Isn't this show about like seeing diversity and like the difference in other people and like embracing that bullshit? Like what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah. Um, Why is the main character championing, 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 cl- shutting, putting your light under a bushel? I don't know. Get that light out from under that bushel. Get it um, out. I want to see it. Yeah. So to to kind of cap off that like wonderful, uh, great message yep. in a scene, um, Sam walks out of the locker room. You know, the person that was like, "Hey, I'm gonna sing with the dude. It's fine." Um, and then he gets yep. slushied by uh, the shitheads, Azimio and Karofsky. Azimio and Karofsky come by. Um, I, they say something like, "Here, are they all reading the script?" Does like Azimio and Karofsky? How do they know? I don't know. How do they know? How do they know? I, is that <laughs> exactly. a song? That's not. I think it is. <laughs> um, it's, it might, it, but it might also. Is that be the funny. Christmas song? <laughs> Is that? <laughs> Oops. Do, how do they know it's Christmas? Yeah. Um, um, anyway, Quinn how, sees how this. Do, how do they know there's gay shit? How do they know? <laughs> anyway, but yeah, yeah, Quinn. Yeah. Quinn plays the uh, Rachel to Sam's Puckerman here and cleans him up in the bathroom, and she is like, "Hey, the blueberry flavor is the worst." Even though Sam definitely get got uh, slushied with cherry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so and... let's talk about that. Do you think like? Apparently this is the blueberry got, like, flavor, the prop de- but it's dark red. Do you think dark the prop red. department got the wrong? Yeah. Do you think the prop department got the wrong color of slushy or something? Well, I think it's just Quinn sharing her experience with being slushy. Yeah. Well, it's mostly so that way she can talk about how her vagina looked like a blue monster. She did not say that. Um, <laughs> what she what she says is that when she got slushy with the blue blair blueberry flavor it went down her pants and she looked like a creature from avatar down there that's all she said which could could be you know it's not it's not the the genital specifically jeez anyway when sam when sam hears quinn mention avatar he hops onto that with a kind of voracious glee yes where he then ends up saying something to her in navi um yeah he's a he's a big old in nerd this scene yep um it's i mean it's like bruh yeah read the room man yeah um quinn quinn reminds us that she loves doing what she wants um because That's right. she's telling sam that she she likes glee club because everyone in there is very accepting of her and supported That's her right. last year during her nightmare when she was pregnant um so she doesn't say that though she doesn't tell no she doesn't she doesn't tell Sam exactly what happened. Well, so yeah. I mean I guess it's fine. Um I don't really so care. So we've watched the two blonde people interact. Yes. Let's go to the next scene. Yeah, it's Kurt and Bert. Yes. Bert It's gonna Bert, make us angry. Yeah, Bert Bert's on the couch. Um he's he's alive, first of all. Um we saw his Woo. finger move from the coma, but now he is like completely up, he's completely awake. Um uh, Kurt is feeding him healthy food, which he resents. And, yes. um, yep. Yeah. Then they start talking about Sam and yeah, Bert. Well, Bert is like, what's going on with you at school? And Kurt starts to discuss, um, the duet, the duet drama. Yes. As it were. Uh, and I do want to make a note here. Uh, Kurt 
slash Chris Colfer, I guess, looks very good in blue. He looks good. Okay. In this scene. But let's talk about one. Like, if you're going to bring that the, up, the, the sweater. sweater that he is wearing has two <laughs> handprints yes. on the boobs and then, like, streaks no. down. Well, it's fashion. <laughs> it's, it's not. I. When I was watching it the first time, I couldn't get over this sweater because I don't, I don't it's get fashion. it. I don't get it. It's not good. You're not expected to. You're not fashion. Apparently let, not. Let Kurt be fashion. <laughs> I'm not saying he shouldn't wear um, it. I'm just saying that it offends me. <laughs> it's just a weird looking sweater. Jeez. Well, All right, prude. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Bert. Bert says some gnarly shit. Yeah. Or is about to say some gnarly shit right here. Um, this is the bit that Sam mentioned earlier. Yeah. Not, not Trouty Mouth. My Sam. Yes. Brother Sam. Me. Me Sam. Uh, <laughs> that's right uh yeah so he, when kurt starts to get into this stuff about sam complaining about how finn is trying to make them not sing together bert is like maybe finn has a point and it's as this happened in the show i booed audibly <laughs> to my tv <laughs> oh thank god well yeah no i boo <laughs> boo hiss so yeah, because Bert says maybe Finn has a point. You know, Carol was telling no. me about like, and you have been telling me. Carol was talking to me, and you have been telling me the whole truth about what happened because Kurt is like, "Hey, Finn is the one who said that nasty thing to me in the basement," and Bert's like, "Well, you yes. were a creep," and I'm like, "Well, no, like when." <laughs> Was there a scene? When what? Was there a scene that? Well, okay, but so that's the thing. Bert that got cut. Well, Bert at some point where like Kurt act. Kurt like grinds on Finn's leg. No, that's the thing. Is in this scene. Yeah. Was there like was there like a scene that we missed where Kurt tried to where where Kurt made an obvious advance where he tried to kiss Finn or something? Because that we never saw it. It never happened. Yeah. So, but to be fair, in this scene, Bert does outline what this argument is coming from, which is the idea that dudes don't really understand how to interpret flirting from other dudes. It's not a good argument by any means, but it is reflective of. Yeah. I feel like, well, I feel like it's reflective of, of their reality. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because like men in, in that, in that specific Ohioan, world in the in the show like men people who are told that they're men are not taught to be emotionally vulnerable for one yeah and then also like not taught to understand male affection right or because like the male friendships that we see in this show like the ones that are highlighted so prominently are like puck and finn right where puck has betrayed finn multiple times right and um also, they fought, they have physically fought. Yeah, who like, who else? I can't think of another. What other male friendships male do we have? Friendship. Yeah, there Finn, are, no Finn there and aren't. Sam, I guess, in this episode, and then Finn and Kurt nah. is what they're trying to peddle there. But like snake oil, much it's terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, that's the thing. So yeah, Bert is uh, like, I mean, oh yeah, here's the and then the the end of. The gist, the thrust of his argument near the end here is uh, after he's like, I don't think you should sing with Sam. He basically tells Kurt, you got to be alone. Um, stop trying to turn the straights. 
Yeah. Even though we don't know if Sam is straight or not right. yet. And um, until you find somebody as brave as you, well, you're going to have to be alone. Yeah. Kick it alone, kid. Well, so, so yeah. So that's... Which it's... Yeah. Why does it have to be inherently romantic for these two men to sing a duet together either? Like, it's... Well, that's the thing. It's not... It's bullshit. It's not romantic when Santana and Mercedes sing a duet. So I don't understand why... No. Like, yeah. Why it why it has to be between I, Kurt and and Sam. I think it it's, doesn't. It's because... And Kurt hasn't... Well... Kurt hasn't framed it like it's going to be. No. But I think it's because Kurt is openly gay. So all of the people in Glee Club who are awful and homophobic mm. all think... Oh, if that openly gay person is singing with another man, then he must be trying to hit on him and sing love songs to him. Even though I think it's I think it's also partly I think it's partly Will's fault oh, also. Though, yeah. Oh, because definitely. Because he framed this lesson like Everyone pair with up. It's such a heavy romantic overtone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pair up everyone. A duet's like a good marriage. I'm marrying you all off. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, but yeah, so so the curtain bird scene is over. Let's well, the, I, let's move. Let's just do one thing. Um, so there is just one thing that kind of ticked me off about the scene, past all the stuff that we let's just were talking it. about. But Kurt, yeah, yeah, yeah. when Kurt gets defensive about this, he makes the argument like super broad. He's like, "Oh, yes. you're saying that I can't walk down the hallway holding the p- hand of a person I like, or." like slow dance at my prom and Bert's like no that's not what I'm saying and I was like yeah <laughs> no I want those things for you that's not what he's saying like why can't we just tackle the actual argument here instead of making some shitty straw man Ugh, whatever yeah it's I mean it's some bullshit I think we can't tackle the actual argument because because uh, Glee, Glee has not... to admit that it did a bad thing by making Finn the main character and also I mean um, I mean also Glee's not good like right. it's not like exactly. it's good writing <laughs> exactly. um, so we're not gonna deal with arguments that way we're gonna deal with like archety- we're gonna throw like archetypal responses back at each other back and forth right. until the scene is over right exactly you know yeah like well, that's all that's gonna happen yeah yeah. So essentially, Bert tells him, Kurt, you're going to be alone until you find someone that's openly gay. Because if you try to hit on straight people or people that you don't know the sexuality of, um, you're going to get hurt. Or perhaps something. this is, know. perhaps this is foreshadowing. Yeah, exactly. For the coming Messiah. Well, that's the thing. Um, <laughs> Kurt does have a line where he's like, "I'm the only gay kid in my school in this whole town," and I was like, "Well, that's not true." Uh, I don't think that's true. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's move on to the next scene. It's the best number of the episode because it's Santana and Mercedes singing yes. River Deep, Mountain hey, High. I agree. <laughs> um, but we can't name our best number quite yet. That's fine. River Deep, just, Mountain High is amazing. Well, I, Truly. I, that's what I titled the scene. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, it's The choreography is great. The singing is great. Yes. Just everything about yep. it is so good. The choreography is on point. Let me let me say something to you really quick. How do you feel about the running bit? Okay, so that's that's part of it. Isn't it's interesting? <laughs> yeah, the like I have a note a bit in my notes is the running bit. Oh shit, <laughs> because it's it's amazing. There's like a point where um they they've sung like a bit some big long notes and uh, the guitar boy has like a has like a a towel or something that he's wafting on them as they kind of like you know <laughs> falsely like. <laughs> like fan their faces and then uh when the music comes back up they're like oh shit we got to do the dancing thing and then they do like this running yes. bit uh, together oh it's a fucking amazing it's well, so good so here's here's what i like so my thing is santana seems so genuinely into this performance yeah it's she is wonderful um 
her show face is intense. She is ecstatic. Yes. Um, it's, it's a nice long song. Uh, they both have a lot of like chances to like exercise their vocal muscles. Like it's so good. That's right. It's just so yeah, good. The, they, oh. the duet is split pretty evenly. Um, and like, it's so, it's so well balanced and the choreography is great. And the cinematography isn't like the cinematography is like, while I think they can glee in general, especially for performances, I think could stand being the wide a little bit more yeah. so that we could like see what was going on better. But, yeah. um, the core, the cinematography isn't too, isn't jarring enough that like you're taken out of the performance or anything. Right. It's all really good. Uh, and Here's my question to you, Sam. Did they not win because of racism? Um, no, Maggie. They didn't win because the voting system <laughs> oh, was rigged. Sorry. Yeah. The selfishness. The, the voting. <laughs> Anywho, the, the way that winners were. To, so that's a part of this. Is while we were. Well, we we can't get it. We can't get into it. Well, yet. it's just that <laughs> while while I was watching the episode the first time with someone else, we spent a good majority of this bit being like, "Who? How's how's the winner going to get picked? Like, is." Will just gonna pick someone or like because they don't explain <laughs> it at all. Know? Like, yeah, um, yeah. You you would think you'd think that Will should have said something at the beginning of the episode because when he promised yeah. a, a dinner bre- a breadsticks dinner, how yeah. the winners well, would be chosen? Because because Rachel and Finn are very convinced that they're going to win. Like that they have. Oh, they are convinced. So like, yeah. Anyway, um. It's so good. I just, yeah, that's Santana's. It's it's an amazing number. It's so good. It it, it might be racism too, uh, but I think it's most, mostly selfishness. Um, it's mostly selfishness on the part of every single member of this Glee Club. Yes. Next, it's a Kurt and Sam scene. Uh, Sam is showering yes. because I guess I guess like Ian Brennan or like one of the what no- of the naughty three, yeah. the shitheads who write this show, um, really just like Cord Overstreet wet and dripping yeah um, um well that's so i think part of it showering again I, I think part of it's kind of like uh finn's sweater in that earlier scene it's like look at how not homophobic sam is like kurt is talking to yeah. him when he's in the shower and he's like pretty cool with it um yeah well yeah because <laughs> he like wasn't finn talking to him in the shower earlier like well, I, it was not... a, it was in the locker room but like when sam oh, is well. literally in the shower um yes but yeah anyway so kurt comes in he's carrying his books yes and um sam does uh at first say hey um i'm showering and well, kurt's like yeah. oh it'll just be a minute yeah sam is <laughs> like people don't usually talk to each other in here um but uh well yeah it's like it's like a dude locker room you know exactly. you got to be completely silent um yeah exactly. as you do your your naughty washing <laughs> anyway uh kurt is like listen i i don't think we should sing a duet together i'm sending you free and sam responds with did i do something to offend you which is very sweet yes it is <laughs> um yeah so uh kurt tells him no i'm just gonna be singing with someone who matches my passion and talent um <laughs> so that's fun Shit. and he also accuses sam of dyeing his hair again by saying like they have special shampoo for dyed hair well it's it's kind of like a like a fun little like joke jab yeah. it doesn't really feel like an accusation it, or anything right. it just it's more of like a callback to their previous conversation yeah you know some light fun 
platonic flirty exactly th- yeah comment so um but yeah so that's the gist sam is free to sing with someone else um guess who it's yes. gonna be anyway uh let's move to the next scene rachel and finn are worrying about how they're gonna lose this competition yeah uh they don't know what they're gonna sing uh because even if they sing so- like the, like anything the two the two of them sing together is gonna be amazing right or at least that is how um they think yes and um rachel's rachel is like we need to do a song that's bad well yeah and, so so finn brings uh, up finn is like hey when we watched greece it was fun and oh, then we yes. watched greece 2 and i fell asleep and you said that greece 2 is worse because the numbers are just bad and rachel's like oh, and you're right yes we could sing a, a bad song of, <laughs> it's her second revelation of the episode <laughs> uh she's like we need to do a song that's bad they're in the strawberry shortcake sex dungeon right yes they're in rachel's point, bedroom yeah Yes, and uh, and then Finn and Finn has Finn's the line. like no, not not bad, offensive. Well, it's it's not just a bad song, an offensive song, and he, the, he like has such a <laughs> smile on his face. Like props, this is funny. Like this is actually like yeah. very funny. It's a, it's a funny scene. It's it's nice to see um the bre- like having an established relationship i think is a a boon to glee sure you know what i mean because it's not just every episode is them like trying to like build right yeah something or like trying to fix something or whatever it's just the two of them existing together and like bouncing off of each other yeah which i think is where like some of the better moments of this episode are rachel and finn talking because yeah. finn's not saying anything shitty uh, well, and... yeah, that's. I think part of it is that like these some of these scenes are great because it's not it, it, in earlier episodes of this season. Rachel and Finn have established themselves as a relationship that is toxic and yep. manipulative and terrible. Yep. And in this episode, we yep. don't really get that that much, which is great. No, like, they're just people. It seems. Just... It seems like they're both. Yeah, they're both a lot more self aware, and also like. They're, they're like, on, they both yeah. work they work around Rachel's selfishness together. Well, and <laughs> I guess to be fair, they both do use their manipulative skills, but in tan like in tandem. In they tandem. do it together. Yeah, together. For a common goal. Uh so anyway, so they they have this idea and Finchel is is on the they're they're on to this idea. They're gonna do it. They're yes. gonna practice and do it. Next so, it's yeah. Artie and Tina. Yeah. Uh it's just a, a small flash of the two of them. Tina is talking to Artie about the duet stuff. Yeah. It, she, isn't Tina, like, asking Artie to sing with her? Yes. Yeah. So she she's like, hey, Artie, let's just do this duet. Um, we can go to Breadsticks together. It'll just be a fun, like, friend dinner. We're not, like, you know, just a platonic kind of thing. Um, and yep. then Artie is like, hey, I have a new woman now because I'm a shithead. Um, I'm singing with Brittany and we're together. Uh, I mean, so eat that yes, bitch. And yeah, pretty much. Um, well, I don't think he doesn't really say that. I mean, and Tina's like, Oh, all right. I mean, here's the thing is it didn't really seem like Tina, um, talked to Mike about maybe ditching him, which could no, be, you know, she definitely didn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's not great. Poor Mike. Uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah. So there you go. That's what's yeah. that's what's going on with the two of them, uh, and it's a useless scene, uh, unnecessary. Right. Next, Kurt comes in front of the New Directions and is talking about how he's planning on singing a duet with the most talented person in the club. We get a flash of Rachel with a big smile on her face at yes. this point, and Kurt says, 
me. <laughs> and then it comes back to Rachel, and she looks so brokenhearted. It's amazing. She's like, "Oh my god! Oh, you didn't mean me. Oh, like it's so oh, good. You didn't mean me." <laughs> and um, who who I think it's Santana who makes a comment about how this must be vocal masturbation. Yes, which I mean, it's it does sort of end up feeling that way yeah um, well yeah so santana said that, and then kurt is like just watch this santana and then he sings yeah le jazz hot well no i think it's specifically so here's what he says right he's singing a line from he's singing a song from victor victoria yes what he says is it's about embracing the masculine and the feminine yes uh so pay attention santana right or something along those yes, lines yes which is like what are you trying? Does Kurt know? Well, okay. I think it was mostly <laughs> that, that Santana has that Santana has been quote unquote embracing the masculine <laughs> and feminine. Well, so I think part of it is that I, I think honestly that's giving the show way too much credit. Um, but uh, maybe <laughs> I think I think what it is is she just said something to him where she's like, "Isn't this just vocal masturbation?" Um, but it yeah. does come well, off that way though, where he says that it does. It- <laughs> does sort of come off like Kurt knows. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so he, he sings, he does say that he's going to do it with the help of some people in Glee and the Cheerios dancers, which I didn't catch on the first yes. watch. Um, but it's important because he sings the jazz hot from Victor Victoria and it's in the auditorium with an entire set that's made to look like the set from the movie. Yeah. There's a whole set and also a bunch of dancers. Yeah. We do see Mike uh, is one of them. And Brittany. Um, he's right in- yeah, and Brittany's there too, um, and they're all wearing tuxedos, and Kurt is wearing um, like a half, a, a, a black and white suit. You know, like a black and white cookie. Yeah. You know? Well, uh, so sort of like that. But so in a if, suit. if you're a big fan of RuPaul's Drag Race, like we are, another there's yep, a challenge yep, yep. <laughs> where so essentially it's split down the middle, and half yes, is there's just a, a challenge. Tux with there's like, a challenge from season seven. Yes, where there's a half there's a half tux and a half drag lady. Yes, in this in this instance though, it is it is a full suit. Yes, just um, one half is white and has fringe on the sleeves and pant leg, and the other one the other half is just like black and regular um, tux yeah you know um, regular he, he is and Kurt does have the penciled on Victor Victoria mustache yes. Uh, and he also has he has yeah. like eyeshadow on the side that has um the fringe. So that's part of it for me is so it's a well done song um but the outfit I mean maybe it's just because I was like in my mind like I love the idea of like the RuPaul like half of it is like tux and the other half is like a dress. Um yeah. but in my mind it didn't really read as the masculine and the feminine. It was just like a tuxedo and then a white suit. Um, I don't know. I sort of understand uh, the vibe that's trying to be reached here. Have you ever watched Victor Victoria, Sam? I haven't, but I did watch the specific number um, on YouTube. So, because so I Victor Victoria is about it's about a character who is cis femme who is dressing as a man, right? Um, for everyday life, and then in in turn dressing as um like a female impersonator huh at the same time so it is sort of yeah it's kind of confusing right um partly i think because like uh 
it it is confusing in that it's um there it's not really outlined whether Julie Andrews who plays the character yeah. is a trans man or not. It's not really sure. explained. Yeah, okay. Uh, I think it, I think it's partly like uh to get jobs as like right. a club performer, she had to dress as a man to yeah. be taken seriously, which yeah, it's sure. whatever. The plot the plot is confused, but um there's like multiple looks from the movie in Victor Victoria that are like slightly femme mask. Okay. So like I think that's what Kurt is going for here. Okay. Well, and that's fair cuz like the the actual look from the video of the Jazz Hot that I saw up from the movie um yes. Julie Andrews is entirely decked out as as yeah. a woman and femme. there's a lot of yeah. fringe, which is I I assume that's where like the fringe elements in Kurt's game. Yes. But like, yeah, the pencil on mustache and stuff isn't actually from that scene, but everything else, though, it, it, but it's, but it's from the movie. Yes. Like it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Um, uh, but yeah, so Victor, Victor, I suppose does have the penciled on mustache. Right. Um, I need to rewatch that movie. Damn. I gotta, I gotta know what actually happens in it. Anyway, new directions loves it. Yes. Uh, Rachel looks worried seemingly because, Every time that, like, because she looked worried during River Deep Mountain High also. Yes. I think she's worried that, like, all these performances are too good. Right. So Sam exactly. can definitely not win. Exactly. Um, yes. Uh, but it, it's really good. Um, let's move on to the next scene. Uh-oh. The next scene is Quinn and Sam. Uh, they're practicing in an empty classroom. And it's dull. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's the astronomy room, question mark? Yeah. There's, like... M- there's like planets and shit and like there's some yeah you know they i guess they flirt but it's well, so that was that was my question because i said sam doesn't know <laughs> venus from mars question mark or is that flirting because i don't know um, i mean it's mostly just boring yeah exactly um, yeah in my estimation the this palpable chemistry that we're supposed to be feeling is non-existent uh <laughs> There is a point where, because if anything, like, Quinn seems uncomfortable in a way. Yeah, well, so so like, that's the thing is, it, it it's not even clear why this is happening, because they haven't established that they're going to be singing a duet together. It turns out that Sam nope. is kind of, intro, like, is kind of trying to convince Quinn to do it in this scene. Yes. Um, he's he's going to play the guitar, of course. Um, he's going to play Wonderwall. Sorry, not Wonderwall. Um, he's going to, <laughs> he's going to get Quinn to stand close behind him. Um, and then play the guitar, like hold, like do the frets while he does the strumming, because that seems gentlemanly. Um, That's right. And then she gets close to him, and he tries to kiss her, um, which she rebuffs. Which, like, yeah, she rebuffs bruh? his advances. Um, she's kind of on a dating herself thing right now, um, where she's like, I can, I don't have time for men. Um, and. Uh... There is another moment here where Quinn is like, I know what this feels like. It feels like, like I need you. And it's like, what? Yeah. um, This is their first conversation. The the people. No, it's not their first conversation. They had the gross vagina monster one earlier. Um, Oh, excuse me. It's their second. Yeah. um, Like Santana earlier in this episode told Brittany that she's like, just because I'm making out with you doesn't mean I love you. And I'm like, is this just like playing on like the high school, like tendency to just be really over exaggerated in your emotional stuff? I guess. Like, But it's, yeah. I mean, what? 
But yeah, Whatever. so they they, um, they apologize to each other a lot, and then Quinn's like, "I'm not going to do the duet with you." Um, you're right. The scene is boring. Right. Let's move on. Mike and Tina are going to sing next. Yes, and it's adorable. They uh, what do they sing, Sam? They sing "Sing!" Exclamation point. That's right. From a chorus line. Uh, from a chorus line where uh, Mike is doing the main part where he's like i could never really and then tina does yeah thing. yeah so i guess so it's very it's a very toxic kind of thing mike does a lot of like talking um and then yes. tina has like some kind of like just notes um but it's really yes. good everyone everyone gets really into it mike does a lot of really cool dancing um all around the room yeah it's it's like fun and comedic uh yeah there's tina does some good dancing too it's all very you know um cohesive yes and there's a point where uh like all the club joins in when they all sing caroling yes really cute well and Uh, it's great because like um the first watch i was watching i was like why how how do they suddenly all know the words and stuff to this and to be fair it's still a little unrealistic because like i mean i doubt they're also well but like they're also like in a glee club so yeah but like do you think i I feel like if somebody is if somebody is interested in performing they might have like secretly watched a chorus line at some point maybe you know what i'm saying i don't i wouldn't and but anyway they but i mean tina does santana obvious yeah and santana obviously doesn't know what's going on yes because there's like a they make a point of putting the camera on her face while mercedes is singing directly into her ear (laughs) no she like screams sings into her face it's amazing um (laughs) No, no, that's the thing. I, but that's the thing is, I don't think it's realistic to assume that like Santana's the only person in this club who doesn't know. No, I think you're right. The song, because <laughs> like Britney knows this song. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, she does, which is like, huh, Britney, interesting. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so um, but so yeah, they all sing. It's great. I did make a specific note of that like scene, mostly because I feel like Santana gets a lot of shit this episode from just like everyone. She does. Like everyone just like, kind of shits everyone... on her. I mean, yeah, I guess it's Santana is a bully. Yeah. There well... there are moments where she's like, I'm just mean. I'm mean. That's what I do. Right. But I mean, I think part of it too is that she's just so competitive for this, specifically for breadsticks, that like She's coming off as very aggressive, and so everyone's just responding. Yeah, there, there is that part at the end of River Deep Mountain High where she's like, we're winning, and we'd be going to breadsticks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's and, like, she's um, like, I bought us bibs, so that way when we when we, when we we win, uh, we can eat as much as we want. You know, whatever. It's great. Anyway, let's move on. The next, uh, the next scene, it's a uh, sequence that swaps between... Sam and Finn interacting, and Quinn and Rachel interacting. Yes. It seems like uh, Rachel has something up their sleeve. Yes. Anyway, uh, they're talking about how Sam and Quinn should sing together. Yeah. Uh, Finn does has a standout line from Finn in this scene is talking about Rachel. Uh, quote, she's a lot shorter than Quinn, and she talks a lot, but I'm in love with her. Yeah. Well, he he also confronts oh, he also confronts Sam about trying to kiss Quinn. He says it's a major glee party foul, dude. Ma- major glee party foul, dude. Mm-hmm. Even though most of this club has been kissing all the time, <laughs> I guess it's like don't kiss someone who is emotionally unstable. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> don't don't kiss don't kiss Quinn because she was my girlfriend who lied to me about getting her pregnant. 
I don't know. Um, but yeah, Rachel and Rachel and so Finn and Sam are in the like locker room and Sam is lifting weights. Rachel and Quinn are in the bathroom. Um, but so they both play to the inherent desire of Quinn and Sam to win things. Um, yep. Especially Quinn's hyper competitiveness. Like you can see it on Quinn's face, but even, even while they're playing to that like hyper competitiveness, they are sort of prepping the blondes for second because they're like, oh, I mean, you know, me and well, f- for no, for instance, but- Finn would be like, me and Rachel are definitely going to win, but you can at least go for second, which is seemingly like being like, no, don't you, don't you want to get first? Don't you want to see yeah. me and Rachel get hit off the top? No, Maggie, that's the thing that that is playing yes. into their hyper competitiveness because they're oh, I, like, oh, I suppose you're right. <laughs> because they're saying they're like, oh, you can get second, maybe, um, but that's kind of like <laughs> poking the bear, you know? Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah. Sam and Quinn are both convinced, and they decide to do a duet, which Rachel and Finn yep. have a fist bump, a terrorist fist bump to celebrate. Um, Stop making the terrorist fist bump joke. Stop doing it. It happened in like 2020. I mean, 2012. Like it's over. It happened in 2020, which is not yet. Uh, Which has not happened yet. No, it happened in like 2012. You need to relax. Maggie. Nobody thought Obama was actually a terrorist. Maggie, we're we're just preparing for when people start calling it that when presidential candidate Kanye West does it. Okay. Anyway, um, Artie and Brittany... The next, yeah, the Art- next scene is Brittany and Artie in her bedroom. They're practicing their for their duet, seemingly, but they end up boning. There you go. Yeah. Well, yeah. So Artie's like, I'm going to leave before we duet. We're going to do it. Yeah. Artie's like, I'm going to leave. I'm still in love with someone else. Brittany's like, let me help you get over Tina, and then they have sex. Um, which Artie is losing his virginity, and Brittany does have that beautiful line that Maggie already said. Um, there you go. Well, Sam, you said it earlier in the episode. I know. So I love it. Um, let's move on. You got on it first. The, the next scene. I'm pretty sure. I am pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. Let me float this at you. Are you ready? Sure. They only wrote in the Britney and, and uh, Artie stuff so that they could specifically use that line for the duets episode. Probably. They came up with that line and manufactured the plot around it. Ryan Murphy wrote on the board, duet, and then do it. Do it, <laughs> and he's like, "Get this in there." Anyway, um, I had I woke I woke up from a dream. <laughs> do it, do it. And this is this. I I had written all over this. I keep a notebook by my bed. I I woke up and all over this page I had written, "Do it, do it, do it, do it." And I was like, "This has got to be something." Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, so let's move to the next scene. It's the uh, so every song. So every time... Oh. Listen, Sam. Every time that there's a moment where we think deserve... Like, was probably from Ryan Murphy's dream book, we have to say now. Okay. Sounds good. Ryan Murphy's yes. dream book. <laughs> so, yeah. The next the, scene is the okay. offensive song. Um, Rachel and Finn is are singing. with yeah. you, I'm born again. Yes. Uh, and it comes with costumes. Yeah, Rachel is dressed seemingly as like a, as like she's in black and white, but it's a quite short skirt and like a shawl sort yes. of situation. It's it's sort of like she's a like a young, I don't know. She definitely looks quite young. Yeah, well, and um, yeah, what's Finn wearing? Finn is dressed as a pastor <laughs> with jeans. He's dressed as a he's just as a priest. He has a priest collar, and um. Yeah, here's here's what I written. Priest and schoolgirl fantasy. Well, um, so, yeah, that's the thing. They, 
Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, so first of all, this song is whatever. Um, but the thing is, I the, the the song isn't the point. No. So everyone is very upset by this. It shows us a lot of the Glee Club reactions. Um, my, well, the first time I watched it, I didn't get the whole preschool girl thing because Rachel's costume is so ambiguous and hard like it doesn't make any sense she could she could be a nun that was my thing i was like is she supposed to be like the female version of a priest like what the hell like i don't get it she could be like a i I wish she was wearing like a like one of those habits that like young nuns wear like un (laughs) unsworn in nuns or whatever or like uh she should have worn her britney outfit her britney hit me one more time outfit (laughs) yes um but yes but yeah so that's the thing I didn't realize that this is like so when I watched it the first time I was like but, I guess it's but a- Sam listen what we know we know we're supposed to be offended because all the Glee Club is exactly offended. well that was the thing the first time I watched it I was like I know I'm supposed to be offended I know this is offensive because the Glee Club is telling me it's offensive but I can't pinpoint as to why they think it's offensive. Then when I mean I- there's some verbatim lines where like Tina is like that was offensive right and <laughs> Quinn is like I just I want to punch both of you in the face. Um, but uh, when I when I was looking up the name of this song, on that Wikipedia page, it was like, they're dressed as a priest and a schoolgirl. And I was like, oh, yes. that's what makes it offensive. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if Rachel's skirt was plaid, it would work. Yes. Oh, definitely. But it's not. No, it's not. It's, it's, uh, it looks so, like they're at a funeral. Like, com- that's, that's it. It looks like they're at a funeral, <laughs> and it doesn't make any Usually sense. Usually the... Usually the costume department comes through, but not here. No. Uh, so, but ev- so a knock against them, I guess. Yeah, everyone's, Anywho, ev- everyone's uh, upset. They're all like, that was really offensive. And Will Will I, is also like, that was really offensive. I want to put With You on Born Again it in for the category of specific comedy songs. <laughs> <laughs> like specifically comedy. Yes. Um, for our, for our season uh, two. best number contention. Okay. Yes, yeah. for season two. Okay, interesting. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah. So then, next is some uh, boring shit that I didn't really take notes on because I was so bored out of my fucking mind. Yeah. So Sam and Quinn sing "Lucky," um, which if you if you heard it, you would know it because it's that song. It's the Jason Mraz song with That's with right. Colby Collette. Um, but yep, uh, they play the guitar together like they practiced. Um, it's fine voices. It's just. Oh god. Boring. Yeah. Well, it's so boring. There's a fun part where Kurt looks really sad and lonely <laughs> during this song <laughs> because everyone else is coupled up. Yeah. And um Santana yep. leans over <laughs> Santana leans over to Mercedes and is like, "Oh, it has to be so freaking charming." Um but yeah. Yep. I guess it's more charming in person, but like from uh, the viewer's perspective, at least mine, it's like they look like they they look so similar for one. Yeah, like they're just so milk toast. I am I'm bored. I'm That's so fair. Bored. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It like like honestly, it's fine. It's just there are other numbers in this episode that are so much better that than are this one. So much better. That, so much better. Even yeah. s- like I mean, sing is better than this one. Oh, definitely. The jazz hot is better than this one. River deep, mountain high, obviously better than this one. I it's I would whatever. I would go so far as to say. With you, I'm born again. Better than it's this better one. Better than this one. <laughs> yeah, I, I I would say with you, I'm born again does have more like like 
flavor? story clout. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and it's more enjoyable uh, on a true. first watch. But anyway. Um, and um, yeah. Yeah. So then, that uh, happens. And then there's. Yes. Some more plot bullshit. What happened, Sam? So in media res, we we cut we cut to like so Artie is breaking up with Brittany. He started before the yes. scene did. Um, yep. But it's because Brittany or it's because Santana told him that Brittany was using him um, for his voice yep. to get to breadsticks. Um, which we get a little we little. It's fun because Artie says this, and then we get a cut of Santana saying. The same thing verbatim. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Um, But she also has the line, I don't want to be a bitch. Well, yeah, I do. (laughs) Which is. Well, yeah, because she she is in love with Brittany. I know. And she doesn't want. It's just, it it exemplifies Santana to me. Um, But yeah, so Artie was upset that he lost his virginity so casually um, because Brittany sleeps around with everyone and sex doesn't mean anything to her. And Artie's not very fair to her in the scene. Um, yep. Brittany seems really distraught about this breakup. Yep. Yeah. Because she seem she likes Artie, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, that you have to add that I guess at the end because it doesn't make sense. Like, well, I don't know. Like, uh, they have cute conversations together, and okay, Brittany is obviously attracted to him because she seduced him and had sex with him. Ma- Maggie, she was interested in doing that. Maggie, I think I brought. I think I broke the code. Artie has a really big penis. Like, um, really big. I, d- I don't want to talk about Artie's penis. Okay. Let's move on to the next scene. It's the voting scene. So in order to find because a winner... There's, Sam, there's no way that we can confirm whether this theory is correct. <laughs> but I, I'll keep it in the back of my mind. If we get any sort of indication, I'll bring it up. You'll keep you'll keep Artie's big penis in the back of your mind? Um, that's right. Anyway. That's, the, that's where it needs to stay. So, every, so everyone vote. So... Instead of having like yes. a judge that picks the duet winner, everyone as, votes as they for did it. with the uh, well. Okay, so with the diva off, it made sense for there to be voting because right. not everyone was participating. Exactly. In this, every single person has participated, and because these these children are quite selfish at their hearts, everyone has voted for themselves. Even well, and so that's <laughs> we we didn't cover this, but Artie and Artie pulled himself and Brittany out of the duet competition and yep. they still voted for themselves even though they didn't participate. Well, <laughs> like <laughs> So, everyone has voted for themselves and except for Rachel and Finn, who knew that they wanted Sam and Quinn to win, so they voted for them. Right. Um, so seemingly no one has been evaluated to be the best or anything. Like this was not a value. No, this is, this is a popularity (laughs) contest, which also like, that's what the first one was, was a real popularity contest. Cause it was, you were Mm -hmm, voting mm -hmm. for the person that you liked more out of the two. You like better. This time it's a popularity contest in the sense that we all like ourselves more than anyone else. Like that's right. At heart. Um, so yeah. Sam and Quinn win, and they go to breadsticks. But before um, that, before that, um, Rachel. What, what happens before that? So Rachel notices during this voting that Kurt looks sad. Um, so she approaches him in yes. the hallway to tell him, "I think we're more alike than you think." To which he responds, "That's a terrible thing to say." What a terrible thing to say to me. You already know I'm sad. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, she she says, "Here's my no. here's my theory to what to." to Rachel's motivation here. Kurt earlier in the episode said he was going to do a duet with the most talented member of the Glee club. 
Rachel wanted to make that true. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I, I could see that. Uh, the other thing is, so she's she's telling Kurt that there are 12 people, the Glee Club, who all, who in, like, this isn't said aloud, but they're all coupled off, you know. Um, but they all love you too, Kurt. Like, on top of, like, you know, as, as like a friend. Not not in the same sense that they love their significant other that's in the Glee Club, that's with them. <laughs> but they all still, they have some, like, extra love yeah, for you, whatever. I guess. <laughs> but yeah, that should, all this, that should like, be enough. All this, like, heteronormative bullshit. Yes. I'm so done. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, but anyway, so Rachel asks Kurt to sing a duet with her. Um, because, yes. you know, they're both super talented or whatever. Um, also because it, it'll mean, like, she, she tells Kurt, here's the thing. I think this is trying to help sow the seeds that, like, spoiler alert, in a couple episodes, mm-hmm. Kurt is going to transfer to a different school because he doesn't feel Ooh. safe at this one. I think this is trying to plant the seeds that Kurt is dissatisfied with his experience at the school and also well we already i feel like we've already been getting that right like yeah but like i think i think this is trying to like as as ham-fisted as it might be like give us concrete points of evidence for when this happens as to why kurt would want to leave i mean but like as someone who has been watching the show rather hard, I already know that Kurt, like, kind of hates everyone at this fucking school. Sure. Like, he's really over... He's been over it for, like, a season. Right. Already. Anywho... Yeah, so anyway, um, then we go to Breadsticks. Yeah. Then they go to Breadsticks. And basically the nub and gist of the scene is that Quinn and uh, Sam are going to be on a date. Instead of them using their free breadsticks meal, uh, Sam is going to pay because the gentleman always pays on the first date. Nah. Even though, um, uh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's I whatever. Mean, it's, a bore, it's boring. Yes. It's boring. Well, so <laughs> Sam talks about how he has a secret Sam, that he's Sam a- says some, yeah. Sam says some nerdy shit and then talks about how he he did dye his hair for real. Yes. So well, so he says Kurt he, was right the whole goddamn time. He, he says that he had a secret he's ashamed of. To which Quinn goes, "Oh, you're actually gay then?" And he's so like, you, "So no. you are gay?" No, I I I tried to seem cool and I bleached my hair with lemon juice, which is weird. Um, but yeah, so he bleached his hair, which. Kurt was right all along. Yeah, essentially the line, I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for that meddling Kurt comes up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so there's sound design in this scene. There's Italian music that plays up to the exact moment when Quinn decides to make it a date. And then it cuts yep. um, And then it cuts to the piano intro to Rachel and Kurt's duet, um, which starts Great. happening during this scene. We also see Brittany alone. With meatballs, pushing it with her nose, by herself. <laughs> it's sad. It's sad. Yeah. Uh, yep. And Kurt and Rachel sing a Judy Garland, Barbra Streisand mashup. Yes. Because they had to do the most. Um, yes. It's Happy Days Are Here Again and Get Happy. Yes. Oh, it's so good. It's very good. Um, <laughs> They're wearing costumes also. Yes. Well, <laughs> supposedly it's the same costumes and like same position that Judy Garland and Bribra Streisand oh were God. in when they sang this. Oh, my God. Um, but yeah, so uh, over like so during this, there's a montage that shows Britney's being sad about Artie. 
um, which again, okay, unearned, yep, unrealistic. Like we did not, we don't have any like any indication of this. Um, I don't, I don't see. Okay, I don't know how it's unrealistic to you. Brittany, it's just okay. Brittany spent an entire year not even yes. acknowledging that Artie exists. I, that isn't true. She's talked to him before. I just, I don't think like there was. We've never had anything. That has shown us that Brittany has any interest in Artie whatsoever. They just they just had a whole fucking episode. What do you expect of Glee? Ugh. Sam, like, whole, whole relationships are built on one episode of interaction. It's happened. I guess. It's just, I, I think part of it is that, like, more and more I dislike Artie. Like, the more we keep watching mm. Glee, the more I dislike him because he treats women Jeez. so poorly. Like He treats Brittany all right. He treats her okay, but, like, in general, Artie, he, we're supposed to, like, I think we're supposed to feel something about how, like. Are are we supposed to feel like, like, Tina has wronged him? Right. Because she didn't. Exactly. All she did was, she broke up with him because he treated her like shit, and Mike was there and had abs. Yeah, well, so. That's what happened. I think, I think that's part of it, and I think also that, like, Artie. Like, oh yeah, he. I mean, Artie's saying like stronger during the Britney episode about Tina. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Which it's the thing. What? Yeah. So like, I feel like Artie is coming up. Like they're supposed. They're trying to like make us be like, oh yeah, you know, like Artie's the real victim here. And it's like, no, not really. No. Like no. Um. But anyway, it's fine. Whatever we can argue, we could argue about whether or not Glee has earned the right to like have this montage of Britney's sadness. Yeah. All day. Um, but there's also a little bit of Kurt caring for Bert in the montage for some reason. Yep. Um, and then the end of the very end of the episode, we get to see the inside of Rachel's throat, which is cool, I guess. Um, yeah. Um, Rachel's mouth is wide. And she she's tilted her head up. So that way the camera has like a perfect like shot of the inside of yep. her mouth. Um, we have seen the inside of Leah Michelle, everyone. <laughs> Back it and up. Let me tell you. Go it's... home. This is it. This is the highlight. <laughs> it's just as pink and perfect as the rest of her. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, the the duet is fine. I mean, these showboats are living the are living it up. Right. They love it. Well, um, so okay, so that's obviously one last note that I have. Um, to me, so we talked about, and it's going to come up again here in just a second, but Santana's performance in River Deep Mountain High is so good. Yes. Um, yep. Because to me, it feels so genuine. Like, it feels like she's, yes. like, just do it. Like, it's just coming out of her. Whereas yep. with Rachel, and to some degree, Kurt, but mostly Rachel, um, like, I'm not saying that it's not enjoyable to watch it her perform. It does sort of feel like she's doing... She's doing like a Barbara Streisand impression. Exactly. That's the thing. It, it feels like <laughs> Rachel is doing what she knows is expected of her for her performance. Not that she's yep. actually living it. Not that it's just like coming out of her spontaneously, you know, like, which yep. I guess that's not really but, fair. But I mean, that, that makes, like, that makes a lot of sense to me for Rachel's character, right? Like right. she is calculating. Exactly. She, well, she is like heavily neurotic, well, especially about performances. I, I think that's part of it too, is that like, with like the first episode of the season where she has the moment where she like does an about face about um, yep. like we need to get rid of this threat to me. And then she's like, Oh no, like that's fine or whatever. Like all of that has been setting it up for me that I don't believe Rachel when she like no. exhibits emotions when she's performing because it doesn't like, I know that she's calculating and that she's just doing whatever she thinks she's yes. supposed to do or what she <laughs> wants is- to do. Like, 
Yeah. But doesn't make th- that makes her an interesting character to me. It does. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, we we had that we had that uh, song um, last episode where she was like, "Oh no, I'm singing it outside because that's where Yentl was in the movie." Right. Like she is cosplaying. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Yeah. But I just I just wanted to point that out because like yeah. it, even in this scene, like she has she she's acting it up like it's yes. great but like it's very acting and it it doesn't feel like leah michelle acting the part no it, it feels like one step further exactly it feels like rachel <laughs> has been knowingly do, making calculating decisions about how to perform right which that's what it feels to be like. fair that means leah michelle is a very good actress but anyway oh no she absolutely is <laughs> but anyway let's move on to the podcast business the podcast business rachel take it away but it's a metaphor, and metaphors are important. Both stars are a metaphor for me being a star. Okay. Okay. So, how about you go first this week with gold stars? That I I was thinking about it all day yeah. at work. I was like, I know what my top, I know what my best number is going to be, obviously, right? But gold star is hard here because yes. we have a lot of performances out of context. For one, yes, that's um, true. Well, and. Here's so I I was running into this earlier too because I was taking my notes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There isn't a strong lead in this from, episode. There's no yeah. There's yeah. not a strong lead. There, I mean, there's there are some there's some strong group work, right? I think yeah. Um, and I guess the contenders could be uh, Kurt. Yep. Um, could be um. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Santana? <laughs> Question mark. Yeah, like, um, well, okay, see, that's the thing is I think, so, like. Finn I, talks yeah. a lot, but I don't want to give it to Finn. Exactly. He's homophobic. Yes, exactly. Sam, maybe, if, you, if you're willing to, like, um, bite the bullet on that one. <laughs> Quinn, maybe, uh, like. <laughs> no. <laughs> Rachel, I guess, if you want to be, like. She had a revelation <laughs> about like who she is and how terrible she is. Like I do, I do like that Rachel um, did knowingly throw a competition, uh, even if it was for nefarious purposes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I can't give it to Puck in his interim here. <laughs> um, well, who are you, who are you going to give yours to? Kurt. I I picked Kurt after that okay. deliberation of my own. So, I mean, I get it's just like it's like what we were talking about before, right? In that Kurt and Bert scene, Kurt doesn't actually delve into this argument. Right? Doesn't actually like say, "Hey, I wasn't like I didn't do anything to Finn that should that should make him feel uncomfortable." Right? Like he doesn't say that even. Even though that's what I wanted him to say. Yeah. That's what I wanted him to talk about was like, no, Finn is treating me poorly for no reason. Right. Like, yeah. See, that's like, that's the thing. I, I, I gave it to Kurt and I, the main thing when I was looking at all these characters is that there's nobody in this episode who does what I want them to do, which is, yeah. <laughs> you know, in the case of Kurt, stand up for yourself. Don't let these people be like, you were a creep. Like, no, Finn is an asshole, and all of these people, yep. like the other people who are talking about this, are hearing it from yep. Finn because he's an asshole. Yep. Like, yep. <laughs> and so obviously, I'm not giving it to Finn. Sam and Quinn nope. are both bland and boring as hell. 
Rachel is yep. like also weirdly like in this episode, Rachel doesn't really do anything. Like she she throws no. the competition, but like once we learn that it's a voting thing, like it didn't matter. Like it like they yep. weren't gonna win anyway. Um, <laughs> Santana, I mean, I I feel like Santana maybe, but she does like she she does deny Britney and then like if they had sung Melissa Etheridge's come to my window for their duet yeah I would have okay. loved what if it they, listen what if they had sang come to my window um as like not as a, a non-diegetic duet oh as like oh that would have been so fucking good right yes, yes. but it also would have been it would have been you know it's it's too it's too emotionally vulnerable for this fucking show. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah, so honestly, that's the thing is I just M- Melissa Etheridge hashtag too gay for Glee. But that's the thing, like, like all of the characters who are good in this episode have such minimal roles that like I can't justify giving them a gold star because well, they didn't do they anything. They had to shove so many different plot lines into this so that they could preface like a bunch of different duets. Right. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, I think I'm actually going to give it to Santana though. Okay. Uh, because river deep mountain high is an amazing performance. Yes. And I don't know. It's, uh, this is the first glimpse that we get of, uh, living her life. Honestly, Santana. Yes. Which I can dig. Yeah, um, speaking of, let's move to best number. We already said it earlier best in the number. episode, but it is, uh... It's River Deep, Mountain High. <laughs> yes, so good. Although, to be fair... Spoiler I, alert! I, I do want to give props to both Sing and uh, Le Jazz Hot, because both of those numbers yep, are also same. very good. It's just sad yeah, that... Yeah, it's, it's a... Yeah. Well, it's an episode with, um, with some solid numbers. Yes. Um, and even, like, the last number is fine... Lucky is yeah, whatever. Yeah, get happy. It's, um, lucky is mm-hmm. it's fine. <laughs> um, whatever that one <laughs> offensive song. Well, that's the thing. Um, even I, I like go, uh, Don't Go Breaking My Heart because I like the performance that Rachel gives. Um, yeah. Yeah. But like, and even the like the offensive number is like comedically very <laughs> good. So like. It's comedically good. Overall, it's just like a really good episode for the music. Hmm. Yeah, I would say so as well. Um River Deep Mountain those, High is yeah. an amazing song, and it's oh, yeah. it's even amazing just the vocals too. Yes. If you want to stream that, stream that one on Spotify, my dudes. Yeah, let's give it let's a get listen. That, let's get that to the top of 2018 Spotify charts. <laughs> that'll 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 <laughs> that'll be something. Okay, uh, I believe that is well, the end. No ratings, ratings, Maggie. Oh no, Sam, no. What do you rate Why this episode? More things. I'm going to give this episode two slushies. Cool. Yeah, I, I gave this episode one slushie of five. Um, All right. Because honestly, like, I agree with some of that critical response from the beginning. Um, this is a nice return to some of the things we liked about season one, which is, like, sure. plot lines that aren't, like, super kooky and, plot like and like, involve a lot of people, I guess. Like, I don't know. It's... Well, I'm... Like, I have to give... Um, like I have to give it more than one slushy because I'm really upset by the by the Finn stuff. That's fair. I really am. Okay, you know because what? It's just it's just made me like angry. You know what? I'm changing my rating right now to also be two yep. slushies because we both got so like angry it. about that that like it has to be that way. Um, 
anyway, that's that episode. Um, next week, we're going to talk about episode five, which is the Rocky Horror Glee Show. Um, that's right. I, I don't want to delve into that quite yet, to be honest. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I ac- oh yeah. So yeah, Sam's been texting me while he's watching uh while he's watching the Rocky Horror Glee show. I I actually like it. I don't. I've seen it a couple times now. Uh, so we'll see how it goes next week. Yeah. Um. But in the meantime, you can contact us. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. If you go to facebook.com slash snmhakeley or Twitter at snmhakeley. You can also email us directly at snmhakeley uh, at gmail.com. Also, you can check out our Patreon where you can support us, uh, even with small amounts of cash, um, which can allow us to make the show better. Yes. And also, uh, you can get access to our notes and extra long episodes and that sort of thing. So hit us up on Patreon if um, you're interested in supporting us and this art that we are collaborating on together. Yes. Um, and I don't think there's anything else for now. I would say, like, I mean, think about how much we're going to be torturing ourselves to watch the even more fucked up episodes of Glee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. For you. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, like, one of the things that we, we've been throwing around is... Um, Potentially, hopefully, we could, like, raise some money so we can actually buy, like, DVD copies of Glee for ourselves. Because um, Maggie has had some internet issues. Um, Today, Mm -hmm. I was having some internet issues. So, like, it'd just be nice to, you know, have a good, crisp picture of Glee when we watch it. Uh, (laughs) Or not, maybe. Actually. Never mind. Scratch that. Uh, Keep keep that shit... Keep that shit blurry, man. (laughs) Anyway. um, But, yeah. So, we we have some ideas for how we could, you know, uh, kind of... uh, hopefully make the show better for both ourselves and for you, the listener, because that's what's the and most And if you important. have those, if you have ideas to make it better, tweet us or email us. Like we said, yes, I don't think there's anything else. No. So, uh, thanks for listening folks. Tune in next week. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be Halloween in January. Um, <laughs> but anyway, except it's not, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not even Halloween in the, in the show. episode, is yeah. it? Well, it came out on uh, October twenty sixth, so you know, hmm. close. Anyway, so it was the it was the Halloween episode, but it definitely doesn't take place in October. No. Uh. <laughs> anyway, until then, I've been Sam, and I've been Maggie, and we hate Glee from the top. <laughs>